welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Terry on Mike, how are you? Hey, how goes? Good, good, good. It's going good. We, um, you are. What is your official title with Max Sabbath? Because it's. What are you? Band officially? manager. Band manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm what did what an anomaly of a band, and it, and it seems like more bands are coming out with, like a niche. Um, and I came across them quite a while back because of the wonderful world of YouTube. Really loved it because obviously it's a great crossover. Right. Um, and then when I saw them on the uh, Osbournes, uh, when uh, Jack Osborne did a special, I thought that was great. Can we talk about the beginning of this? This is <laughs> this is something quite special. And I do want to say something before we even preface it. I want to name some of the band members. Ronald Osborne. I've written down Slayer McCheese is the best. <laughs> Grimless and the, and for drums the Cat Burglar, which obviously is a play on Peter Chris, which is super great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Grimalis is actually Grimalis. Right, Grimalis. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I have the worst <laughs> handwriting. I should be that should be a prescription the way it's written so poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grimalis is the bass player. He looks like a giant purple gumdrop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get. I, I do. I'm, I'm curious about the how they play, but can we just talk a little bit the history of where Max Sabbath came from? Right. Well, um, as you might be able to see, um, well, actually, maybe not. But uh, I used to run an oddities museum in uh, in in Los Feliz, which is like uh, East East Hollywood. Okay. And so when you put yourself into this sort of freak show world and 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 you're following the strangeness and seeking it out it only takes a short period of time before it starts finding you, you okay so yeah so when you run a place like that and even after you stop running a place like that you still get these calls and people coming to you and saying I'll come down to Pacoima and come out to my shed and see my two-headed otter skeleton or whatever it is. And and so I was just kind of used to fielding these these calls and doing these things. And and you know, you get this call, and, oh, come out to Chatsworth, California. It's gonna change your life. You know, you meet, check out meet. my crawl space. Does, yeah, does, this yeah. Smell, does this cloth smell like anything to you? Yeah. <laughs> And it was like, come down and to this burger franchise and, 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 you know, it's going to change your life. And I'm just like, oh, what is it? It's going to be like a Virgin Mary toasted on a hamburger bun or something. Right. You've got to be cheated at this point, too. You're like, oh, yeah. fancy. One more three-headed fish. Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. like, this point, everyone's like, oh, my God, it's awesome. You're like, oh, I've seen so many. Or, you know. Because it becomes like a window washer, you know what I mean? I could never do that, but they do it every right. day. Yeah. But to you, this is pretty awesome. This is interesting. Yeah. So they called you down. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, maybe I'll make a deal with them and put it up for auction or whatever, you know. And and, and I go down there, and it's a completely different deal. It's like this weird this whole thing happened during the day and then that was weird. And then I had to come back in the middle of the night and there was a secret like fight club type meeting going on in the basement around this all is, the 
supplies. So this is like a Burger King or a McDonald's or something. Uh, I, I I I can't you know a franchise. So this is a a, a franchise. This is a uh, nameless uh, franchise. Oh, no, so this this unpopular nameless franchise. Yeah, it was actually something yes. got. Oh, this is awesome. Yes, I mean, there's billions of billions of people served by this franchise. Okay, so. <laughs> well, I don't think it's Hardee's, but. <laughs> Roy Rogers. It has something to do with the cosmos. Anyway, right. so. <laughs> so, I, it's like this. You literally run by the employees, you know, unbeknownst to the uh, general manager, I assume, you know. Oh, my God. This is the best movie premise ever to begin with. (laughs) And I literally go, I'm like, so now I'm intrigued, right? And I literally literally go down there and they're setting up this thing and this band starts playing, playing Black Sabbath songs and these, like, and it's you know, these mutated fast food mascots and they're screaming about GMOs and Monsanto and all this. And it's like this anti-thing within the thing. And I, it was just one of the best things that ever <laughs> That is insane. So like they were down there so you get the fight club thing going on and you get the, the, the band. Yeah. And they explained to me that this is that it's just the secret thing, and that there's these obvious reasons why it has to ha- why it had to remain secret for as long as it did, and that they had read because I, I I have my own theatrical band uh, in L.A. called Rosemary's Billy Goat, and they had they had read something that I had wrote in the press about. Uh, Black Sabbath and I think something that I said about food or something and about Black Sabbath being relevant for you know not just invented heavy metal but invented goth and invented punk and all all the stuff Black Sabbath being the weirdos that created everything that we all hold uh, dear you know and 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 it was like we want you to be the manager and to like bring us above ground, and 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 and, it, and it's just like why do you t- why like okay I get it they need to get some gigs in L.A. and they figure the the genre kind of has a crossover and they decided to pick me because I could help them get some gigs and like right know at the places that we play or whatever and i would just do that and that would be it and it would be like whatever because to me although it was so amazing it was it seemed like it was catered to in a way my weirdness i didn't know that it would have the (laughs) the wide appeal that it does i didn't know that there are many as many people that are as weird as in the way that i am that it would Right. right to them i just figured wow you know i'm getting lucky here because i'm in this weird vein you know that 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 i lucked out on something but it's like eight years later or something and now this is my full-time job like it's crazy so so it actually got so big that you couldn't even run the shop anymore you're you're so busy with those guys <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, the shop was kind of done at that point anyway. So, 
but yeah it was so, a good timing and the covid probably didn't wouldn't um, help your shopping yeah, i mean i it was so fast it got so big so fast it was playing at this zombie i had him playing at this zombie walk this great big zombie festival thing in long beach and uh it was one of the first few shows and I had it filmed and put it on, put it on YouTube and that video on YouTube just instantly, like, I don't know. I don't even know. I wouldn't even know how to do that anymore. How to get. I don't think it could though. I think you got the right time. You hit the sweet spot. I think everything was like the perfect storm of timing for you. Yeah. To start from nowhere with a YouTube channel that didn't have hits or any like thing to like glob onto for it to go so fast. And what happened was uh, people were grabbing it and, and, and reposting it. And Fox News <laughs> was the first major outlet that was like, oh, this coked up clown. And they said all this like defamation of character kind of stuff. And, and I was like, wow, what? And then because of that, MTV picked it up and they posted it. And then Black Sabbath saw it and Black Sabbath posted it. When that happened, it was just, I was like, oh, this isn't going out to like 20 million people. It's going out to 20 million of the right people. And then before the band even went out of California, we got offered a festival to play in England, a download festival. And that was with kiss and motley crew and slipknot <laughs> and i was like oh okay wow like now uh wow over 20 million uh, served yeah are, are these guys really gonna keep me around now and and then it came back to california played outside lands in san francisco where the band went on right before elton john uh-huh <laughs> like ah you know what I mean? I was like, "This has got to be like a book." You must be writing this down. You're gonna have like a the best book, at, a life story book with the band. You know, right, right. So, um, so yeah. So when then I was like, "Okay, I guess anything is possible." And so yeah. How how how? Obviously, the first thing you probably had to deal with was was like like what defamation of 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 the characters. <laughs> how did we work around that? Because obviously you guys, whatever one, it's working because you guys are out here this many years later and it's not going to stop. <laughs> well, they, got, they got a solid parody thing going on. And uh, if you look at parody, you know, it, it goes. Um, you know, parody is pretty cut and dry. You know what I mean? Like there is a case of uh, Luther from um, Two Live Crew did a song called uh Pretty Woman, which was a parody of Roy Orbison's Pretty Woman, and that went all the way to the Supreme Court. And uh, as you could imagine, since it was Luther, it was pretty nasty, you know. And yeah. uh, and they and and Roy Orbison is just like this, you know, church guy, sacred cow, you know, like this. And the and the judge for the Supreme Court's like. No, Orbison gets nothing. This is a joke. Get over it, you know? So I think that in a way, you know, um, that parody case going that far kind of solidifies that. Which is good. I mean, I actually think nowadays, first off, it wouldn't matter as much because 
the way things are trending, not trending, the world you can say is offensive, not offensive. I think like probably actually mostly helpful at this point gives them almost, almost some cool credit points. I mean, if they went after him, they look, they look horrible, you know, <laughs> to do it right. Who goes yeah. after the hamburger or the not the not hamburger? I'm sorry, Slayer McCheese. <laughs> oh. I, I don't even know where to go. Like your your artwork is fantastic, though. On the merch, that is some good stuff. Going oh on. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I hired the best. I couldn't do it, but yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I come up with a lot of the ideas of of uh, how to do it and work with some of the best artists. Like, yeah. Yeah. How much are they playing out now? Uh, we just hit the road and did 40 cities in the States. And so um, just got back from that. So that was like, you know, eight weeks. And now there's just, you know, kind of like some, a few things here and there, you know, before whatever the next tour Clubs like what do you what, like? I don't think I've ever seen you guys. If I knew you guys were playing my area, I uh, it's it. a medium-sized so. venue, like small concert venues or large clubs. You know what I mean? So, which is pretty impressive considering they don't really have like a, a platinum original album out. They're just known for being cre a creative parody. You know. Well, you know, I used to say this is this is the most popular band in the world that does not have an album out yeah but now i can just say this is the most popular band in the world that does not have a digital album out. Yeah. <laughs> because they did uh we did release a uh a 12 inch vinyl um with seven songs that is actually a pop-up book which since this is video i should have had you, you could you have it if you have it we could <laughs> Well, I would have to go look for it. I don't know. That's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Well, I can edit. Yeah, there's oh, my technology. Assistant will, my assistant will be uh, handing me a nice. Your assistant. <laughs> what? So, is it? I don't think I saw that on the website though. Is it on there? Is it still out there? That the album? Well, or let's it? hope so. I didn't. I don't remember looking at it. There. I was so engrossed in the shirts and the designs. I don't remember everything on it. It's almost sold out, but it is not quite quite sold out. So, well, merch, I imagine merch is a big thing. Merch is big for any band. I can imagine merch is really big for this band, considering just a yeah, I mean, song uh, royalties pouring in off of, um, you know, <laughs> to live off of, you know, yeah, not a lot of that. No Macarena to, to go home and go to uh, Greece for the week. Um, how, how is this working for the band? Like, is the band obviously they don't do interviews, right? right. They don't, and it's really interesting because they do have the same concept of like a band like Ghost or something because you really don't know who they are. Or yeah, kids. yeah, it's, it's it's so anonymous. Like I, I I have this conversation all the time. I'm like, well, I'm the manager. I do the interviews, and they're like, no, we want to interview the band. I'm like, well, yeah, but they're mysterious and anonymous. And they're like, well, we interviewed Guar, and I'm like, well, that's great. Uh, we love Guar, but but they're not anonymous. More they did... mysterious than Guar. <laughs> Yeah, there's actually a lot of people. There's a couple of artists out there that I've been interested, in, but they don't they don't talk. Hey, Ooh. look, this just handed me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, that is awesome. Yeah, yeah, if you look at that, uh, the artwork is um, the paintings in here are from uh, Grizz Grimley, and uh, Grizz Grimley is a artist that uh has been known for years to do a lot of like uh children's books kind of like mm -hmm. 
horror uh, children's books. Uh, he has a Frankenstein uh, interpretation and a whole and all kinds of original um, stuff that's kind of for younger audiences. And so it's kind of perfect because it's spooky and cute and still family friendly, you know. Uh, but uh, he also just uh, the Pinocchio movie uh, that just came out, the, the Guillermo del Toro uh, Pinocchio movie is based yeah, yeah. on. It's based on Grizz's uh, Pinocchio uh, book. Um, really? Yeah. So, has <laughs> that is awesome. That is but, a great merch idea. See, the conveyor belt moves and Slayer McCheese like pops out with this giant side of beef. You see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like you kind of get the motion there. Uh, and so the idea here is, you know, this is how they start out as these kind of wicked, awful killing machines that, you know, work in this terrible, greasy, dystopian environment, uh, you know, and then uh, they discover, uh, then they discover rock and roll and it uh, transcends them to. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> A different uh, sort of thing, and then at the end, there's this you know perfect uh, vegetation utopia. They've saved the planet with uh, which is uh, even funnier because it's, yeah, they uh, they don't even have a. It's not just like just just doing Max Sabbath being funny with McDonald's type of play a parody. They actually kind of have a message. Yeah, absolutely. Like you too. And then there's supposed to be a record in here, but there isn't, which is kind of funny because that's exactly what happened when I gave this to Alice Cooper. I forgot to put the record in there. <laughs> and Chris was like, because Chris, Chris had a thing with Alice Cooper, so I, I you know, and then uh, and Chris goes, uh, the rag, the, the record, the the book that you gave me to give to Alice Cooper, you forgot to put the record in it. And I was like, oh, yeah, let me get him one. <laughs> so um, this is the same. Same uh, one. They order it same, online. The same idea because uh, there's no record in there yet. The problem is we keep the record separate because, because um, there is, if you buy this, which there are very few left, you will get a record in there. I can almost guarantee it. Almost is <laughs> perfect. Was them in there, but we try to keep them separate because when we're on the road, you don't want to put the the records in the trailer because it gets real hot. The heat, right? They tend to warp and stuff. So <laughs> like that is so funny. <laughs> you you. So how how are the musicians? performing in those costumes because like some you look at the costumes you look at huh how are they how are they you know it, visually uh, it's gonna be hard like i mean honestly if you think about like slipknot you think of all the other costumes whether it's a parody band or you know a rock band or whatever they still have a good visual i mean ronald osborne's just more makeup so he's got the most access actually the drummer too but two of the guys have like full-on costumes and they're playing guitar it is. It must not be easy, but for God, for those guys, it it's, seems like second nature. So um, they're just very unusual guys. 
obviously. <laughs> the fact that you could even play and see it, like you know, even Jeff Healy was blind and he had to sit down and play. Uh, not all of them can see or walk. <laughs> breathe but we're working on that so <laughs> plus i'm saying i know those costumes are hard to begin with there's no ultimate like well there's the air vent there's a little hole there. i'm like i don't think there's anything really comfortable as a guitar player you know you watch guns and roses and slash will look down once in a while everybody has to look down so that's that's amazing where so is the band going to do some more uh recording of some of their songs I I never as a it's a in, unusual position to be band manager because I never really know what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I would assume so, but since uh, you got to realize, you know, when when it came up at, at first, and then it was like being a band manager and working with the music industry, everybody's like, oh, you're gonna do, do streaming and you're gonna do uh, CDs and you're gonna do this. Uh, blah, blah. and then you have to deal with Ronald and Ronald maintains that he is still living in the 1970s and travels here in a in a wormhole portal and so he does not uh, acknowledge any modern technology and he refuses it altogether so when I talk like that it it's a big big problem so I've learned not to talk like that anymore so when I thought we were going to have streaming or a cd or something we ended up with a coloring book which i cannot hold up because we are sold out of we ended up with a coloring book with a flexi disc inside <laughs> everything's gotta be you know analog and you know so it's uh uh so uh it was a coloring book and then i was like okay we got that out of the way now it's time to do the real thing and he's like yeah, the real thing, the pop-up book, you know what I mean? It's like, ah. And I was like, oh, you know, and then the more that I, I listened to him and we talked about it, I was like, I don't understand why uh, why a record company has never done this because it's a 12 inches, which is a great size. size. And then when you open it up, the pop-up is 24 inches. So it's just just seemed amazing. I'm like, why? Especially in the 70s with all the crazy stuff that's the Zeppelin with the sliding things and stuff in it. Right. And I found every single reason why a record company would, would not do this in producing this. And let me tell you, they were they are all financial. So really not be a repressing of this. So no? when they're gone, they're gone, and they're probably going to be on eBay for hundreds of dollars. I mean, talk about a collector's item. Like, this is a milestone in, uh, in uh, well, whatever we're in. It's a milestone in drive-through metal. <laughs> so so how, how, how does, how, how do you know what's going on? So if you, obviously you set the tour up, right? You'll say, hey, we're going to do a tour. And then that's kind of it with everybody else. Are you the merchant stuff? Are they kind of like... <laughs> it feels kind of really out there oh it's out there it's out there there are a lot of uh specific tribulations that um that i have to deal with that um it's like it's operating in the music industry where the creative forces are anti-music industry basically it's not just an anti-food industry band it seems to be an all industry all industry band so uh anti-industry band so um 
Yeah, they they don't like anything that actually functions. <laughs> see, that would seem like a challenge to actually survive as a band and continually make creative stuff. If you yeah yeah work against it, the uh, the profit. Yeah, it's always seems like it's on the edge of imploding. Uh, but that's part of what makes it exciting. So, what about playing with other artists? Or do they get? Do people get it? Do they get mad? Like I know, like say, he's like a Steel Panther used to just irritate half the rock bands because they thought they were making fun of them because they were. That they were talented. Has definitely been a thing. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, there was so many. Um. In heavy metal specifically, there's a lot of. There seems to be more of a lack of sense of humor than one would think. I would think like Elton John would like it because I mean he was a duck. <laughs> like who's he gonna waddle off the stage and get mad and be like what are you doing this is you're making a sh shame of me she has shambles this show and yeah. waddle back <laughs> but there was this thing for a while where uh there was this sort of backlash where it was like oh this is disrespectful and blah 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 and like people like think that they were like protecting black sabbath and speaking for ozzy and then when that th then when that thing came out that attitude just disappeared like that it was like anybody who ever gave me any of that attitude somehow all saw that thing and just shut up you know because ozzy's reaction was pretty you know irrefutable i think so it was yeah because i can imagine doing some shows and people like what the heck is going on especially as the bigger the shows the more the crowd like you're either if you're not in you're not in but once you're in you're fine like yeah, yeah, it w it definitely has that WTF factor where um, it's like, uh, oh, what it, this this really exists, and then people are just so curious um, that it exists that I think we I think we pull in a lot of people just that just that way. And the thing that I hear over and over and over again is like, oh my god, I did not know it was going to be like this. Like, it doesn't matter how much they've watched on their on their phone or their right. laptop they're like oh i didn't understand it could be like this and like, oh it's always like oh it's so much better than i thought it would be and I'm like, <laughs> thank you uh, yeah I'll, I'll your, your expectations must have been really low <laughs> that's right no no because it is it is you know quite a multimedia experience so well, there's nothing to wrap your head around like it you know i mean they do sound like when you're when you're in the 70s when you're a kid and you're eating a happy meal and your parents got the eight tracks or whatever cassettes in the car listen to black sabbath and 70s music and then they leave the happy meal box in the car and they find the car in 2000s and the box is warped and that's what the character is going to look like after being in the sun <laughs> you know and and for the music that's what i feel like that's kind of what happened Oops, that's my no, origin story like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because they're gonna uh, melt and go crazy. I've, it, yeah. I've heard kids say to Ronald, like, like, oh, this is my first concert, you know, where they're, they're like they're like wow. meeting Ronald after the show, and, and 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 he goes, Oh, they're all exactly like this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I think that's the meanest thing he's ever done. Uh <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's really funny. It, it, he's the crossover drug now. That is that you know, gone from being you know, in the basements, ah, now it's becoming so popular. Yeah. How 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 are you planning a future with these guys? Because you're they're not really organized. It's just they're about touring, and that's it. I mean, you're what, seven eight years in now, and that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I uh, the less that I try to 
plan, I find the, the less frustrated I am because it's just going to go, it's just going to be whatever it's going to be. And he's going to cause whatever happened that's going to happen. Uh, so I just end up being the conduit uh, between uh, this time and that time. And that's, that's all I can really do. <laughs> And any crazy stories on the road? Usually I don't ask about a crazy story on the road because it just feels kind of pedestrian. But I got to be honest with you, I feel like everything is a crazy story on the road with these guys. I, you know, I, that question, I'm so, it's, that question is such a question that I keep saying, I need to sit down and I don't know how to answer it because. Well, it feels like it'd be situational because of how they look. The crazy thing that happens is when something normal happens. Right, that's what I mean. Like you know, like a truck stop, but they're 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 ready in costume for the show, but they have to get ready early, so they're in costume. You guys have to stop and use the bathroom at a you know at a hojo. It's like something like crazy where people are like, what is this? Uh, I I I probably say this too much, but the 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 the, the weirdest moment for me, he has this thing where he's always like, oh, the other drive-through metal that's ripping us off and. You know, and, and he's always yelling at me about like whatever Cinnabon Jovi is doing or Iggy <laughs> Popeye's chicken or whatever it is. You know, and I was like, yeah, yeah whatever. You know, like uh, it just seems like more senseless Ronald babble. And I don't really think think anything of it. And then we're in this, I think it was Beachland Ballroom in Cleveland. And uh and the opening band is playing and the singer comes out and it's Burger King Diamond. <laughs> and he's got me cornered and he's yelling at me about it. And he goes, what is this? You did this and you know, blame me. And I'm like, ah, no idea. He's like, you, you are in charge of the openers. And I'm like, it's not like it said, you know, it's not like it came back on the spreadsheet and said Burger King Diamond was the opener. You know what I mean? <laughs> the band that had whatever name and then he came out and sang with them like I, you know, and he goes, I talked to the security and 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 about them letting him in. And they said they didn't let him in. And he goes, I think they're telling me a whopper. <laughs> I'm like, oh man! Like this whole thing set up by him to like, so he can deliver that punchline. You know, to just I mean? you. That is hilarious. That's <laughs> the craziest. That's like, especially if you get dad. Those are the best dad puns ever. Get your puns out here. I mean, you just you're totally just in that in that world. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, one time a show ended a little early uh, and I was asking him what was going on. I go, oh, what happened? Did you run out of sesame seed puns? <laughs> uh, like, I, I can't imagine that, that the, the, being on the road and dealing with those guys and, and the comedy that would be funny. You don't want to imagine <laughs> <laughs> 50 days on the on the road. Yeah, it's like a lot i imagine those costumes got a smell too <laughs> <laughs> well most bands are washing out their jeans or their leather pants in the hotel uh sinks big orange outfit a big big purple outfit flopped over the uh the balcony drying out 
of that. <laughs> have you had anybody try to break and figure out who these people are? Who who they're they're you know like kiss with them cover their masks when they come out and people trying to figure out. Oh, who there's some investigative reporting going on for sure, but we try to put the kibosh on that. It's kind of fun, actually, because like ruining your surprise of like you know you're gonna get gifts. It's like knowing opening them early. I know a kid you know, when I was growing up, he uh Christmas, he's like, I know what I got. I went in and I opened all my gifts and I rewrapped them. Yeah, all, yeah. Way one. too much work. First off, you're a psychopath. Like, I don't even like wrapping them the first time. Like, who does that? Yeah, have you checked in on him? Is he uh is No, he... I it was a guy who was a next door neighbor. Is he living you know, in the polite society or is he locked away? <laughs> he he was, you know, it was a weird, you know, I haven't thought about his family. It was like a weird family. Like they were just, you know, you get the family, they're all just weird. Yeah. Like, like when your kids, you're like, you're playing tag and you're like running between cars and stuff, like in the parking lot, like at a, an apartment complex. And I remember uh, we were playing or they were playing and then you hear a thud. And it turns out he ran out and he got hit by a car. And so he always had his old man lip forever, like going through like elementary school. It was just like the oddest family. It was like, it was the saddest thing. This child like limping after playing like, yeah, I can go seek and tag. But uh, we're a little off course here for that story. Um, the, uh, opening the presents early, it, it makes me think of, uh, okay, so uh, we, we start, we, we bring our own curtain. So when the, when the support band is finished, the curtain goes up and the curtain stays up until the first note and it, drops like a, like in the video i assume right that's what it sounds like it was in the video so there's a reveal right right and i remember one time i think it was in lexington kentucky i believe and uh and i was back behind the curtain you know helping set everything up and and uh and the curtain was like peak peeking up a little bit peeking up a little bit you know what i mean because there was somebody who was was trying to do that was trying to open his christmas presents early and then and and then it's like a, and I can hear the conversation of the other guy trying to stop him, you know. And then I start hearing him talk, and then they start talking about. Um, are you familiar with uh, the Rock of Fire explosion? The robot band in the uh, pizza place that later became um, uh, what's it called? Showbiz Pizza was the band was the pizza place with the robot kid band. And then okay. later, uh, it got taken over by Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, yes. But the but the first thing was the Rock of Fire explosion, right? And it was the same thing with the curtain. And he and he said, uh, and they were talking about that, and they were like, "Oh, did you peek behind the curtain when you were a kid at the Rock of Fire explosion at the at Pizza?" <laughs> and the guy goes, "I never peeked. I wasn't one of the bad kids." <laughs> <laughs> And that's exactly what that is. It's like the bad kids trying to peek under the curtain or like get up high and take a picture, take a picture. You know, or something, you know? It's just, it is not even like there's like so much worse that you can do in life. But for something that simple, for something so different, like right. the world is so crazy. You know what I mean? All the rock and roll things you can do crazy out in public and yeah. get in trouble for. Peeking yeah. behind a curtain for a performance of a band like this. <laughs> Well, like, for years why? I've I've gone on tour with bands and I've worked you know big tours. I I, I worked on this big tour with uh, uh, Mud Vane. It was this big package tour, Black Label Society and uh, uh, Static X and 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 uh, and um, and 
and uh, there, there were there were always these kids that were like, "Oh, we want to get backstage. Is there any way that you could like we can borrow your pass and get backstage?" Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "You know what? I'm like, this is like the Wizard of Oz. Okay, oh, yeah, like like." <laughs> Like, this is the side of the curtain that you want to be on. Everything is catered to you. And this is the wonderful fantasy we're bringing you. This is all cushy and nice out here. I'm like, back there, there's a bunch of, like, smelly, stained carpets and, like, bad couches and, like, a bunch of, like, smelly, grumpy people in bad moods. Yeah. Like, I've, been, I've been backstage enough where I'm like, you don't want to peek behind the curtain. Let us, the fantasy that you're paying for is on this side. Don't go back there ever and and let the dream live. <laughs> <laughs> We're all suffering in that badly smelling stained carpet and awful colored couch. Oh, those couches are like episodes of like CSI. Because you're working, we're working for you, and that's what your ticket price is paying for. This magical golden ticket that you think I have hanging around my neck is a noose. (laughs) (laughs) You can be sitting in a bunch of DNA on the couch. You don't know what kind of crime scene happened there. A noose that represents the death of the fantasy that we're (laughs) providing. Okay, so you have actually dealt with other tours. So you've done some other tours. Was it prior or after this? Oh, no. uh, uh, I've done all kinds of... This has been my life on and off on the road. Got the rambling in my shoe, I guess. So you took a break from being door manager to get three-headed snakes and to to mix it up? One could say that, yes. Wow, that's quite an eclectic taste you have there. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there, if, if people that have this uh, touring disease, um, it happens. They, they they go and they go and they go and then they try to stop. You know, and it's kind of this awful. So it's easy to get you. So that makes sense why they would have gotten you. You have a little bit of experience. It's not like you were totally tug of war of the soul. <laughs> You're always running, and then you go, oh, i got to stop running. I'm going to crown myself above, and then you go, oh, i got to get out there. <laughs> so it's a you know, horrible, terrible addiction that I do not recommend for the kids. <laughs> you are funny. Let so, so... doctors and lawyers and such. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, uh, so your year is just going to be touring now? What's that? What's what's coming up for the year for these guys? More touring? Uh yeah. Yeah, like small, small tours. But yeah, there's there's some West Coast stuff coming up um right away. Uh there's yeah, um Calif- lot of California, um Anaheim, uh Ventura. Uh, anything what anything uh come up on the other coast there? Not immediately. That would be like uh, further in the year, like a big tour kind of thing. Like yeah, like New England and up in that area. That would be toward towards the end of the year, probably. All right, keep my eyes open. <laughs> I'd like to see the experience. I want to go down to Florida to go on a cruise. So. I don't want to go to Florida for any reason. 
I'm in I'm in New England, so it's like it feels like everywhere else the world's angry at him right now. Like with weather. I'm not even talking about like political, I'm just talking about the weather. Everyone else is getting floods and snowstorms and aren't you out in California? Aren't you guys getting a like a, a, a mudslide slash drought, like something's going on there? Like everywhere the weather. Yeah, yeah. The rain has been severe for Southern California. So But there's still probably fires. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. We we were we're always burning down while it's flooding, it's which is flooding crazy. Yeah, so I'm safe. I'll stay where I am. I'll wait till the bands want to come over to my area. New England's a great place to be. It is. It's a great place. It's the oh, premise. It's, it. it's it's the set for a lot of the scary movies. Yeah, yeah. It's very. Once it gets dark oh. here, it's horrifying. Between the <laughs> cornfields and the big houses, <laughs> and the cold weather. Yeah, everything feels like like crazy. Scary too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're funny. This has been very eye-opening. I I didn't know any of this. It's very enjoyable. <laughs> I can't imagine behind the scenes. Don't want to know too much, but it is interesting as far yeah, as Yeah, I feel like it. I've lifted up the curtain maybe a little too much and I need to No, pull no, no. It didn't trust me. Now. No, no, you don't pull back. You can't you can't run forget anyhow. I still feel like I know less than I know about that I learned more. I still feel like I've, I forgot, <laughs> I've already forgotten stuff. Um, as far as the band goes, you you've been very open, very interesting yourself. Quite a story yourself. So, it's very 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 fun, very opening. Strangest uh, life I've ever lived. It is. You have a, you have a, you have your own life story. You have your own book in you, really. Sure, you do. Yeah, yeah. I should probably start working on that before I forget. Yeah, dictate it. Just dictate it into a device. It'll print it up. It's a, you know, yeah. Siri will do it for you. Uh, so I would be a pretty good dictator. <laughs> There's a joke. I in there wouldn't too. have gotten this far. All right, really good talking to you. Yeah, me too. It was really fun. I'm glad we could do this. We'll have to do it again down the road. Yeah, yeah sounds good. All right. Take care, man. Thank All you. Right. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.